Let's let's have a little cup of positivity, shall we? If you're the coach, you must know all the players. I certainly do. Well, you know, I, mean, I never met the guys, so you'll have to tell me their names, and then I'll know who's playing on the team. Well, let's see. We have on the bags. We have who's on first, what's on second. I don't know who's on third. That's what I want to find out. Good morning, Ms. Lauren Creeden. How are you today? Good morning. I'm well. How are you, Enzo? Switched it up there. I am pretty good. I'm pretty good. There's so much cool news that happened this week. Um, especially around, and we, I just talked about it on Friday's podcast episode, uh, the marketing mashup with Jed record. We talked about some cool stuff that happened with Facebook reactions Mm -hmm. and, uh, Snapchat's geo filters, which I think have huge sports implications, but because I talked about it twice already this week, I don't want to talk about it again today. Uh, so just as Twitter with their gifs, I mean, those are some cool things going on this week in the social media space. Uh, personally, I finished watching Mad Men like fully from start to finish. So I'm done with Mad Men now. Oh my gosh. I just watched them last night too. I'll say this. The end was semi satisfying for me. I kind of wanted something else, some other things to happen, but it doesn't matter anyway. Well, so is the, is the Mad Men itself as a series over, over. It is done. It finished May of 2015. And what's really funny is the final scene of Mad Men, which I don't know if you know what the final scene of Mad Men. Don't, but it's all right. You can tell me. No, no, no. Well, no, we can't. We can't spoil it for any viewers. No, no I mean it's not even. So here's the thing: the final scene of Mad Men included an iconic ad from mm-hmm. one of the world's largest brands, and I had the opportunity last year to be at a brand uh, conference. It was a three-day brand conference where one of the top executives from that brand was there and she gave us all the dirty details. So at that point I hadn't watched men. So she totally spoiled it for me before I even started mad men. Oh man. She's like, this is what happened. And I'm like, no, but it's okay. It happens. I won't spoil it for the rest of the listeners, viewers and peoples out there. Lauren and I have an interesting, a cool slate of topics to go on for you today. Let's start with our, Hot takes, Lauren. So my hot take today is that YouTube is going to become a major sports game distribution platform. We've started to see YouTube being a platform for game distribution for the NWSL and even internationally for cricket games. Uh, This came to my attention due to a listener, Ahmed Akil, sending me a lot of information about cricket of the, the inaugural year of a successful cricket league in Pakistan and YouTube has been a channel that they've been consuming their games on. And so I, I need to dig more into cricket. I think we should spend some time on it in another episode, but I think you guys will start to see more and more games being streamed on YouTube as a platform. You know, something that annoyed me this week because I guess I'm in an annoyed mood right now. Is that what it's, <laughs> is that what it's coming across as? Because I feel like I am. But this okay, this, we'll get you through it. That's what Friday mornings with she's on first is all about. This story annoyed me. I have to say it really did. British Olympic athletes, or I think it's just British, yeah, British Olympic athletes. Their sponsors are banned from congratulating them at all. So like they can't retweet, they can't message them. Congratulations. This is aggravating. So maybe this should have been what grinds my gears, not a hot take, but it's a hot take. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. The British Olympic Association has drawn up these rules where sponsors can't even wish their own athletes that they're spending money on 
good luck in the games. They can't congratulate them. They can't do anything. They can't even retweet. So social media is a huge part of this, right? Athletes even have to sign an agreement that states they could face action if they cover the Adidas logo on their Team Great Bitten kit because Adidas is the official sponsor. So does this have to do with Adidas? I don't know. Maybe it's just Adidas. So maybe the Olympic Association is just like, nope, we're all Adidas all the way and no one else can do anything. Maybe that's what it is. Pisses me off. I'm just saying it. It aggravates me. Then phrase, maybe your hot take is that the British Olympic Committee is hampering the success of their athletes and brands by making this move. I'm not, I'm not commentating. I'm just saying it pisses me off. There's no commentary. It's my hot take. It's aggravating. Nice. It Love is. It. it is. It's aggravating. Such a hot take. Hot, 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 hot. It's hot. It's hot. Yeah. Like, do you think that should be – I'm not asking you. This is rhetorical. Do you think that should be the case? Like, I want to hear from you guys. Should an Olympic association or any brand, any brand, NFL, NBA, any, should they be saying, nope, you cannot congratulate your – you can't congratulate the, the athletes that you're sponsoring. You can't even message them at all. I think that's a hogwash. Hogwash. I use the word hogwash. That's like so 50s. That's total horse shit. There we go. Now I just now I just I just put the explicit sign next to the podcast for the week. Farm uh, analogies. God, it's just so dumb. It's just I don't know. It's one of those things when I read it, it hit me and I was like, mm, not cool. Not cool. British Olympic Association, not cool. If you're listening, this guy is annoyed with you. I'm sure they care, but whatever. So on a, on a more positive note, we do want to spend some time today talking about some brands that are doing it right. And there is an Olympic tie-in as well. Um, we Our first main event topic of the day today. Are you ready to transition to it, Benny? Go for it. This is your show, remember? She's on first. <laughs> well, I, I'm a fan of, of um, getting the themes a little bit more positive here. So we have a lot of great things to say about some activewear brands. You mentioned Adidas in the the last year hot take. And Adidas is one of the three brands we wanted to really spend some time on today. Adidas, Puma, and Under Armour have really been doing it right when it comes to women's oriented campaigns for athletic wear. Uh, Vincenzo, you are responsible for finding a few of these links. And there's some uh, three big stories this week about these three brands, Adidas, Under Armour, and Puma. What was your favorite story of the three? I, re- you know, I like them all. I thought that um, the Under Armour, the Rule Yourself campaign was really cool. Uh, and what they're doing with, I guess, you know, they're, it's they're understanding the athlete, right? So it's about the athlete. They're un, they're understanding that they need to inspire. Um, they need to inspire rather than I guess be so negative like me, right? Um, <laughs> um, and and the ad agency that that created that, by the way, Droga Five, which is fantastic. They are always creating really really cool stuff. Like they're always working on these really great campaigns. They seem to always have their name on it. So kudos to you guys if you guys are listening to this. Uh, shout out because they're out of New York and. So they're close to me. Um, yeah, you know, I, I just like that they're using different athletes. Uh, we had members of the U.S. Gymnastics Women's National Team. We had a Netherlands soccer star, right? Very cool. We had Michael Phelps. Um, I think they had ad- – and then last year they even had ads with Misty Copeland, Stephen Curry, Jordan Spieth, Tom Brady. So there's like a plethora of, of sports that are recognized. 
and Under Armour is that was I don't know that was the one I go for it I'm just I'm still like seething from my other my hot take <laughs> well so the Under Armour rule yourself spot is my favorite of the three stories as well I'll 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 highlight the the other two stories for you and then let's spend a little bit of time on the Under Armour one so the first headline is from Adidas they hired former Lululemon CEO Christine Day as a strategic advisor to improve the women's wear performance um, on in the Adidas line. So she ran Lululemon during a period of tremendous growth. She knows a lot about marketing women's athletic apparel. Um, I think it's great that Adidas is even showing that they're spending time wanting to increase the success of their women's wear. So on the, on the same note, Puma um, has launched a partnership with Rihanna as a brand ambassador. And through the success of that partnership, they, they, uh, proclaimed that the future is female. They saw sales boosted by the Rihanna partnership. She was a brand ambassador and creative director, um, drove sales better than almost any other campaign they've run. So they, they are too saying that the future is female. So I think that's a line that is very retweetable, very, core to some of the campaigns we'll see. And I think it transitions well into the Under Armour campaign. I want to spend time on the, 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 of the three rule yourself spots you mentioned, the one I'm really fascinated by is the one featuring the U S women's gymnastics team. I shocker. I grew up playing gym, or not or doing gymnastics. I grew up a gymnast. Are every you shocked? Summer, every winter. Are you listening? Um, <laughs> Are you shocked? She picked a, she, Pick the women's national on shocker. Go ahead, Laura. Guys, it's it's real. I mean, they're all creatively done really well. The um, the SVP of global brand marketing for Under Armour, Adrienne Lofton, really ha- is onto something great with this campaign. the The tagline that each of these videos ends with is "It's what you do in the dark that puts you in the light." And with each of these spots, that's really creatively tied in really well, but the rule yourself spot for the U S women gymnast team reminds me of everything I grew up emulating on the U S women's gymnast team. Um, growing up, I remember so you were Trace, on the U S uh, gymnast team. No, I would emulate them. I, I was just, a gymnast. Just checking, just double checking. I would have loved to the, the era of Carrie Strug and, um, Dominique Dawes and all of the women who were on, I believe it was 96 in Atlanta, that team that won gold with Carrie Strug landing her, um, her vault dismount uh, on her sprained ankle to win it all. I just like that, that era of women's gymnastics and beyond have really have been almost an underused story. So Under Armour taking the strength and dedication and focus of these young gymnasts and turning it into a video. I think it's amazing because they show what they do in this video is not only show their determination, their strength and focus and focusing on those characteristics. They also paint these girls as young girls, which they are. There's a scene with them getting their nails done and then going on to practice. And they're doing like handstands in the nail salon. And it's just showing how like every step of the way they emphasize teamwork, they emphasize strength, they emphasize getting things done. And the sweet song they feature in the background is called Matanji by MIA. And so MIA has always been controversial in the sports world. She's this artist who, even when she appeared at the Super Super Bowl halftime show, she 
flipped the middle finger and she had like this big lawsuit with the NFL. So she's this controversial, strong woman character too. And what I love about the song they feature, it's called, uh, it's off her Matanji album and it's, Matanji is a Hindu warrior goddess. So like, it's just every little part of, of the creative in this gymnast video is emphasizing like, think about that even warrior goddess. Like it's just, that's what these gymnasts are. They are young women who are strong champions leading their country and shows them just at practice how strong they are. So anyway, I thought that was a great message to young women and to young men alike. Uh, I wanted to juxtapose that like scenario, that whole scene with six years ago, maybe a little more. I can't remember the exact I don't remember exactly when Under Armour ran that, but the I will protect this house, right? Do you guys remember? Mm. Who remembers I will protect this house or we will protect this house? That was like Under Armour's big, huge, like that's how they, I thought that's how Under Armour broke onto the scene. To me, that's like, that's how I remember Under Armour starting. And I think it was Ray Lewis, wasn't it? I don't remember. I don't remember 100%. I believe it was Ray Lewis, but that was like, it was such a manly ad. It was, we will protect this house. And it was like, it was so intense. Not that this isn't intense. This is intense on a different level. So what I'm trying to get at is like Under Armour coming from that and now understanding something different and like being able to do this. It's, it's totally, it's, it's mind bending. For me, it's mind bending. I mean, they, they're able to just um, understand where they need to be when they need to be there. And I, under Armour is probably my favorite brand. I have to say they do it. They do it well. I'm going to give a little shout out here to Under Armour. They do it well everywhere on social. Their tradi- traditional advertising, their digital advertising. I've been in full out conversation with their running brand on Twitter from time to time. Like they'll respond and we go back and forth for an entire day. So like that's pretty cool stuff overall. And I'm just looking at this from the advertising standpoint. Um, and I said I mentioned before that the spot. This new spot, this rule yourself, was created by Droga Five. Um, those guys, I mean, the entire team that is on that is just a bunch of rock stars. So, shout out to Droga Five and Under Armour for the changes that you guys have made over the years and just the creativity of your ads. I mean, like Lauren said, this one was really, really cool. The girls like going on dates and stuff, and then they're like doing perfect handstands, and so I, just really, really cool. I love, I love the way they're doing things over there. Great. So let's um, let's take it to our next main event topic, which is also about women athletes. Take it away, Vinny. Well, Adam Silver, is this the one we're talking about? We're talking about Adam yeah. Silver, right? I just want to make sure mm-hmm. that's I want to make sure that's what you wanted to go, Lauren, because you rule the show. Uh, Adam <laughs> Silver made a comment and I actually just want to read this. So. Adam Silver is the newer commissioner of the NBA, and he gave an assessment just Thursday afternoon um, about the WNBA. So that's the Women's National Basketball Association. And he said this. He said, I thought we'd be further along. So it's nearly two decades, and he said, I thought we'd be further along. He said, in terms of our, our overall marketing, we may have lost our way at certain points. Uh, the onus is on us as a league to do a better job with the imaging. And he said, um, he said he is telling prospective WNBA, WNBA sponsors over time that there is a premium sports content that has enormous value. That this is some of the best sports content in the world. He goes, I know we can do much better, and that their investments will pay dividends over time. I don't know. It's kind. Of, he's like to me, it's almost like talking out of both sides of your mouth. You're like, oh, this is a great product, but then you're like, I thought we'd be further along. I mean, you're trying to sell to sponsors. Why the hell would you even say that? That that was my kind of annoyance with 
with what he said. Again, I'm just on the annoyed streak today, and I don't. It's fine with me. <laughs> We're all um, with it. You know, there's there's already so much disparity between the NBA and WNBA, female, male, and this is everywhere, right? Everywhere, whether it's in the workforce, whether it's in life, sports, male male sports are just totally different. They have a different feel than female sports, correct? Am I right to say that? You are. Okay. So, you know, here it is, Adam Silver saying this. You know, I looked at it and I'm like, wow. I mean, it's they're all under the same umbrella, you know, WNBA and NBA. And to say something like that, I think you're putting you're, – you're actually – knocking them back a step or two any pro- any progress that they've made i mean the league's only 20 years old so yes it's only two decades old think about that for a second this is 2016 the league really took what shape 1996 1996 i mean the bulls were in the middle of winning a bunch of freaking championships in 1996 like the nba has been around for since the 1800s like how can you even compare so i think that was just idiotic on his part um I do hope that sponsors continue to look at the WNBA. I'm in Connecticut. I'm actually going to Mohegan Sun tonight. The mm-hmm. we have we have it's the only like pro. Well, maybe okay. I'm not going to say that, but I think it's the only pro team here in Connecticut is the Mohegan is the Connecticut Sun. So like we have an NBA team here, and um, yeah. So I kind of took that kind of took that personally. I'm like, you know what, man, step up, sell the sport, don't knock it down. Uh, and I know you have some thoughts about Mr. Silver's comments as well. Well, I um, I wanted to know if you think that they could be doing a better job at digital and social media because these players are are really great assets for not only the WNBA but also the NBA. And if the two were to work together a little bit, I know that one example of this could be how the NWSL is working with USA Soccer and leveraging things like the Women's World Cup uh, to really generate a lot of equity for their own players, um, brand equity too. And I think that the WNBA could learn a lot of lessons from some leagues that have been born in the social and digital age rather than in 1996 and really incorporate that into a lot of their growth strategy. Oh, we keep coming back to these, these damn esports and stuff like that. This, no. is, a, this is a common thread. No, women's um, soccer, women's soccer. But yeah, I guess like they did, they did do incorporate, FIFA into their growth strategy, but I, okay. So what do I think? Could they do a better job? That was your question. Your question was could they use social to create more brand equity around these players? I think of course, of course, stories around these players could do a lot for this league because as a generation of millennials, we really, a lot of these sports are driven by the player stories and fan followings around even the team stories. And I think that there was, there was one great, campaign that I think the players tribune did with the New York Liberty that everyone should look at. And that kind of work, if applied to the stories of these teams and the players work ethics could do a lot for the league. Listen, everyone can step it up a notch. Every brand, every league, the moment you think you're doing it right is the moment you're going to fail, but you're right to build up a, a little bit of equity behind these girls is so important. They're not doing it enough. I mean, I, I don't really, I couldn't even tell you, how many – I couldn't even give you a bunch of names that, that are in the WNBA. I couldn't. Just can't do it. But when they were playing in college, I could be like, oh, yeah, that one plays for this school. This one – like Brittany Griner plays for Baylor, you know, 
And then, of course, UConn being in Connecticut, I know a lot of the UConn players. And, of course, they're all amazing and they all go on to kill it everywhere they go. They're just so damn good. But, okay, Tamika Catchings, right? I know her, too. Tamika okay. Catchings. Maya Moore. <laughs> okay, so I named three. I just had to make sure I named three. wrong. Yeah. But yeah. They, yeah, you're, you know, once they get to that next level, I feel like it kind of just dies off. And I don't, I don't know whose fault that is. Is that the WNBA's fault? Is that the NBA's fault for not saying, hey, you know what? We need to support that. I think there has to be a lot more cross-promotion. I think it's pro-sport. It's still a pro-sport. It's pro-basketball. It's professional basketball. Whether it's female or male, maybe they should start doing some things together. Like, All-Star Weekend is a joke, right? All-Star, like, all that All-Star crap is just, it's worthless, it, it really is. It's a popularity contest anyway. So why not Why not combine the two and let them do stuff together? Give the females – do the, the three-point contest. I guarantee uh, you that – I guarantee you there are women that would give Clay Thompson a run for his money, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe not in the dunk contest, 100%. but why not have WNBA All-Stars versus NBA All-Stars in an All-Star game? Who cares? You know what? Or, like, cross-mix a team. Do a co-ed thing. So that's on them for not – promoting them and putting them in the spotlight when they can. Um, I think NCAA does a better job at promotion than the WNBA. Absolutely. They definitely do because the NCAA kind of just owns you anyway. That's a whole other, we could go into that and that could be days, weeks worth of conversation there. But I think that once they leave the NCAA, it's like they're kind of on their own. And if they're not, you know, you don't even hear about some of their careers. I mean, some of these women, they, they start a career in the NBA or WNBA and then they're gone, you know, a couple years later, whatever, however many years they last. Yeah, I never hear about it. I mean, it's not, you don't really see it on ESPN. You don't see it on any of these um, sports talk shows and like no one covers it at all. So I don't know who that is. I don't know whose fault that is. I don't know if that's just society. Like we could just say it's society and like no one's paying attention to it, but as a brand, the WNBA should be pushing themselves around a little bit. And uh, you know what, Adam Silver, you better be listening. You better be listening, Adam Silver. I'm <laughs> coming for you. I'm on a well, rampage today. It's a classic example of where the money is. And, you know, there is a lot more money in college sports with alumni associations and entire fan bases of students that come to these games. And I think that even the NWSL is an example of an internationally recognized sport where women's soccer is even big internationally. Women's basketball is big internationally too. There are leagues in Australia and Europe and Africa. I I think almost every continent has an international federation that supports both men's and women's leagues. Um, However, when I say where the money is, I mean, think about it. The New York Liberty is one of the powerhouse teams and it goes back to even to every, every city that has a lot of money to draw from has, has great ownership groups the New York Liberty has a part ownership by Isaiah Thomas, an NBA legend, one of the best there ever was. He was on Mike and Mike this morning too, talking about what he was doing. And and the, that's the team that the Players Tribune did a great, great piece with. And if the, if, if the rest of the WNBA wants to see promotion done right for for their teams and their players, look at the Players Tribune piece called We Are New York Liberty. And it's a Video documentary series, first-person narratives, photo diaries, travelogues, giving a voice to the players on that team. I would take a look at that and really try to do that kind of work, that kind of journalism, that kind of social media and storytelling around the league and their players. 
I'm also going to put the blame a little bit on women in general because I can. Um, this is a stat on the audience of NBA and WNBA. 47% of the NBA's audience is female. 34% of WNBA's audience is female. So there are wow. there are 13% more women watching the NBA men's basketball that are then are watching their own gender play a sport. Wow. So why aren't they interested in watching women who are their own their same age generation play basketball? They'd rather watch men play basketball. Why is that? Interesting. Interesting. I'm not, there's no, I'm not, there's no commentary behind that. There's nothing behind it other than that's a stat. It's a fact. Why? Like uh, Puma said, the future is female. So let's end on that note. Anyway, we got some shout outs for you guys. Um, I am going to go first with my shout outs. Uh, the first one is to Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo reached more than 200 million social followers, and that is more than Michael Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, Durant, and Steph Curry combined. You believe that? I'm not a Cristiano Ronaldo fan. Like I think we talked about this like last week, but uh, that's crazy. I don't. You know I don't, what? The shout out's going to go to his social team, and I'm gonna I'm gonna find that out who his social team is. That's my homework for the week because I've I think I've watched a presentation by them before, and they are geniuses. Uh, they that's what crazy. they've done with his brand is he's reached the the most social followers of any athlete, and more than all those other social powerhouses combined, two hundred million. You know what? And this is a question for the audience. How many of you that are listeners in the United States give a crap about Cristiano Ronaldo? Because that means that there is an entire untapped. I think I think oftentimes marketers, brands, advertisers forget that there is an entire market outside of the U.S., like the United, especially in the United States. And what I meant is in the United States, we get so myopic, right? We're like. There's nobody else. No one cares about anything but football and baseball. And that's really it. No one, you know, there's nothing else out there. And then here's this guy, Cristiano Ronaldo, who's got six pack abs and he's like so good looking and tall and amazing at this, the world sport blows away all these guys, huh? Especially in the following. That's, that's, it's crazy. I'd love to know who his social team is. So I'm sure Lauren will find out who the social team is. My shout out is to Bill Simmons coming back. Um, Grantland, he got that taken away from him by ESPN when he left ESPN or fired from ESPN or whatever the hell went down there. Uh, the Ringer, it's going to be on, ex- I believe it's going to be exclusively on Medium. So I'm excited to see that. I-, I love Bill Simmons, big fan of Bill Simmons, was a big fan of Grantland. So I will be a big fan of The Ringer as well. My second shout out goes to every week, we, we, I definitely make sure to shout out to a woman in sports. This one is a friend of mine. Her name is Jessica Matthews. We were classmates together at Harvard. And at the time, I didn't realize how far she would take her dreams of really killing it in both uh, giving back as well as in sports startups. She started a company called Uncharted Play, which is the parent company to an invention of hers called the Socket, Socket Ball. It's a mixture of saying soccer ball and an electrical socket. And you'll take that analogy and realize what she's created is an energy generating soccer ball Cool. that 
developing children in developing countries, when they play with this soccer ball, it harnesses the energy from being kicked around and then can transition into a light socket uh, to create light in these communities that don't have electricity, don't have access to oil, uh, don't have access to minimum electricity to create light. So she has been uh, most recently included in Fortune's Most Promising Women Entrepreneurs of 2015, Forbes 30 Under 30, Black Enterprises Innovator of the Year, and Scientist of the Year by Harvard Foundation. So she's even invited by Obama to the White House to represent small companies for um, the Signing of America Invents Act. And she serves as an ambassador of entrepreneurship for Nigeria. So Jessica Matthews is killing it. Tune into this woman. She's going to be doing successful things for years to come. She's a perfect example of a woman in sports who's not only killing it, but also doing good, doing well for, for communities around the world. Shout out to Miss Jessica. Then that's awesome. I want to see this invention. I would love, I, that's, that's going to be amazing for third world countries, especially Uh, that would be really, really cool. My last shout out is to my man. I know this is so Don Draper of me, but whatever. Mark Cuban. Uh, Mark Cuban basically said he's investing in fantasy sports because what Americans want. So kudos to him for standing up to politicians like New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman and California Assemblyman Mark Levine, who have been trying to raise their peacock feathers uh, and and promoting efforts to ban daily fantasy sports in their respective state uh, states. So Mark Cuban, I think Mark Cuban has more money than those guys. And I want to see Mark Cuban really put a fight to this. Cause I think, Hey, everyone, if people want daily fantasy sports, people should be allowed to play daily fantasy sports. And, uh, the government needs to just not get involved with it at all. If this is what people want, allow it. There's a whole industry behind it. They can make a crap ton more money if they just tax this stuff instead of trying to ban it. So go Mark Cuban. I've actually talked to Mark once in my life. So if I, maybe he's listening, Mark, keep, keep fighting on, on that note, we will, we will be back next week. We will be back next week with some interesting sports that we'll be talking about. We, uh, we're, we're deciding that we're going to dig in to some of these lesser known sports. Uh, so if you have, if you have a sport that we haven't heard of, and there probably isn't many that we haven't heard of. But if you have a sport that you want us to talk about, that's like some weird, just like hacky sack volleyball hockey combination, let us know because we want to promote these really cool sports and let people know about them. So next week, we will jump into doing some of that. And um, I know I'm excited about it. There was I, I actually looked up a really cool list of sports that I've never heard of. And there is a ton, ton of sports, especially in third world countries where they just make up a sport based on what they have. Like it's the coolest thing ever. So uh, I'm excited to dive in deeper about that. We will see you tomorrow here on the brand boost podcast. This is Vincenzo Landino, my co-host, Miss Lauren Creedon. Ciao. Ciao. This has been a Vincenzo Landino.com production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Brand Boost podcast, please give us a rating, write a review, or subscribe. Head on over to brandboostcast.com forward slash subscribe.